Welcome to Massive Mixtape, the greatest music review show in the world. Now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Mixtape. It is October 9th, 1994. My name is Mark, with me as always is my girlfriend Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? We are doing well, I would say. Things are, are looking up for our show. We're gaining lots of new fans for the main show. If you want to check out uh, the, our, our main show, that tape gets dispersed every Tuesday. If you want to check out what we're doing as far as Beverly Hills 90210 goes, that tape gets dispersed every Monday. We are the, the toast of the town, as, <laughs> as it were. Uh, but on this on, on this program, we look at a hit from the alternative list and a hit from the Billboard Hot 100 list, and we compare and contrast and give some criticism and figure out which we like best. We we also give praise where it's due. Well, criticism in the in the abstract form, meaning basically just saying what we think about it. Okay. Not like not always negative, but you know, like film criticism right. is basically just analyz- analyzing that kind of stuff. Okay, that's what we do. That's what we do. Has my hair grown back sufficiently to you yet? No, <laughs> but it's coming in. It's been a week. Uh huh. Not enough. <laughs> anyway, so today we listened to a couple interesting songs. Which one, what do you want to go with first? Um, let's talk about the Melissa Etheridge one first. That's the, the Billboard Hot 100 one, correct? Yes. Alright, so that is, I Am The Only One. Mm-hmm. So take a listen to I Am The Only One. I'm, not I am. I'm, I'm the only one. There you go. the only one carol this video makes me think that maybe melissa etheridge likes sweaty women right <laughs> what do you think <laughs> well i mean you know there there is a, a sweaty guy in there too but there's that a, is true there is a lot of sweaty women see i think you're just paying more attention to the sweaty women because you're a guy and you like sweaty women really so there, there's one guy with a six-pack and you think that uh that sates all the women out there did you were you were you focused on him I didn't even notice that there wasn't more than one guy until you said it. Uh, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I was kind of thinking that maybe she's a lesbian because it kind of looked like a couple of girls were going to hook up. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I didn't really, like, I didn't really put that much thought into the video until just now. So what do you, what do you think about the song, just in general? I like the song. I mean, it's kind of romantic. yeah. She's saying that, hey, why would you want anybody else? I'm the only one that cares about you. 
I am the only one that's going to do stuff for you. Okay, creepy romantic. I, you're not going <laughs> to find anyone else like me. No one will love you like I will. Exactly. Clingy and desperate to me. Yeah, a little bit. Do you think that's on purpose? Do you think Melissa Etheridge was canny enough to write a song from the perspective of a flawed person? Sure. Considering she is a flawed person like the rest of us, why not? No, I mean, do okay, so do you think she's in on it? Do you yes. think she thinks that this is romantic or do you think she's in on the fact that it has creepy undertones to it? And it has kind of controlling undertones to it. I don't know, because, like, my first impression of it is romantic. And and then when you peel it back a little bit, then I can see what you're saying. So, But I'm sure she thought about it a lot more than we did. And um, she's probably a fairly intelligent person, so I'm going to guess that she is in on it. Wow, that's a lot of assumptions. You're assuming she thought about the song much when she was writing it. Like, deeply, uh, like, what her psychology of writing it was. She's the creator of the song. I would assume most people think about things when they create them. I don't know. I write stuff from... And you think about it, don't you? Not, Not all the time, no. The creative process is not quite the same. So, like, yes, I'll think about what I'm writing to a degree, but I'm not always... I'm not always aware of why I'm writing it or what my point of view is necessarily until I read it back later, I guess. And even then, sometimes not. Sometimes somebody will bring something up to me and I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, I guess I do sort of believe that and I didn't think about the fact that I put that in the, the story, but it's there. So I don't know. It's sometimes, as the, create, as the creator, it's hard to, to see because you're so close to it. Yeah, I, I, I see that. Um, have you ever, (laughs) shut up, (laughs) have you ever thought that or felt that about someone? That I was the only one? Yeah, that you're the only one willing to, you know, walk across fire for them, that, you know, you're the only one drowning your desire from that kind of, like, strong, like, I'm the only one that would ever give you this. No. No? No. I've I've felt that I'm willing to do that for people or, you know, I've, I've had relationships where I guess I've kind of felt like, you know, I'd walk across the fire for somebody or, you know, I'd do whatever for somebody. Uh-huh. But I've never had the thought I'm the only one that would ever do that. I'm the only one that would ever feel this way about that person. No, I've never had that thought. Okay. Have you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So is that now, where does that thought come from? Does that co- thought come from... You thinking that you're better than everyone else? Or does that thought come from, this person is such a piece of shit <laughs> that no one else would put this this kind of love into that person? It comes from the, the thought of thinking that the love that you're feeling is stronger and more intense than other people have. 
Okay. Well, I guess I just don't feel, I guess I've never felt that way, that my love <laughs> is more intense than anyone else's. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it's a fairly common thought. I guess. I, I've never. But there had, is a song about it, so. I've never had that thought, ever. Huh. Okay. Um, okay, so anything else you want to say about this? Like, the video was confusing to me. Yeah, it was, I think it's supposed to be a nightclub, I guess. I guess, but, like, in the very beginning, the guy doesn't have on a shirt. Yeah, well, there's, I've been to clubs where people don't have shirts It on. looked like he was exercising, though. It did kind of look like he was doing some sort of leg exercises. Right, like, he wasn't dancing. It looked like he was on a bench doing leg presses. Right. So, I don't know, it was really weird. Like, I thought it was a gym, but mm. then it was obviously a bar. And, like, why is he not wearing a shirt and doing leg presses? I am the only one that can <laughs> hold a plank for five hours. <laughs> he had some impressive abs. I'll say that. That must have been a hot bar. Everyone in there was soaking with sweat. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that that was kind of messed up. That's the kind of place where they need to just release bubbles everywhere. Bubbles? Yeah, just bubbles. Why bubbles? Just foam. Because uh, people are hot. Cool them off. Why would that you can't cool just, you off? You can't just spray water against people. Are these refrigerated bubbles? Yes. Refrigerated <laughs> bubbles. Ice. There you go. Just dump ice on people. Or just, you know, turn on the fucking air conditioning. What the hell? Nah, you don't want to do that. Anyway. So, the next song that we did from the alternative charts is a song by the Cranberries. Uh, it's called... Why do you do that? What? Why do I do what? The Cranberries. Well, that's there. The Cranberries. Yeah, that's how you say it. Exactly. The, the cran- Cranberries. The Cranberries. The Cranberries. We're saying the same thing. But you're saying it weird. But they're the Cranberries. It's... it's Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the Cranberries did a song called Zombie. Listen. I just want to hit you in the face right now. Listen to Zombie. Okay, so that was zombie. Carol. Zombie. Like, you know, zombies that eat you, not like zombie. Like- zombie, zombie, zombie. Eh, eh. Like a bee is buzzing around your head. Brains. Yes, Mark? What? You said- that wasn't a question. You said, Carol, and then <laughs> I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that five hours ago? Yeah. All right. What were you going to say to me? What did you think <laughs> of the song? Um, Super sad. Super sad song. Really good song. Haunting makes you feel things. 
Okay. Well, how about you? I you know it's it's interesting. Obviously, it's about the Ira and what? That's it. Obviously, it's about the Ira and the the conflict over there in, in Ira Land. What's Ira? Um, it's that army. The IRA. Okay, but the IRA, to me, is the Internal Revenue Service. That's the IRS. Okay. So, <laughs> the song is about... Service doesn't some... start with an A. So, the song is about a conflict in Ireland. Yeah. Okay. And, and that makes sense, because the Cranberries are, are an Irish band. Mm-hmm. When I hear the song, I don't relate it to that, because I'm not Irish, so I just think about, like, soldiers and the wars and stuff without thinking of necessarily a specific one. Well, I mean, that's why she's saying, you know, the same old team since So the I don't know a ton about it, so mm-hmm. I'm not. It's not going to be. This a, is not history lesson, Mark. No, unfortunately okay. not, because I'm I'm not well versed enough to explain all the ins and outs of it. But in 1917, actually, uh, when it was formed, although you know I can see 1916, there was probably some some activity, you know. Uh, but the IRA was formed in 1917 uh, out of World War One, basically. And it was a group of soldiers that, that or people that didn't go to fight with Britain during World War One. They were like, screw you, basically. And their idea was that Ireland should be independent. It should be an independent republic and not controlled by Great Britain. So they fought a conflict that lasted until 1921. Okay. And they signed a treaty in 1921 that basically said, you know, we want to be independent. And and Great Britain said, okay, you can have your independence. You'll vote on it, basically. Like, send it to the people to vote. So most of Ireland voted to to become independent. Uh, There were six counties in Northern Ireland that voted to stay with British rule. And... I guess there's a lot of like Catholics versus Protestants, uh, you know, stuff in this okay. where the, you know, the Catholics and the Protestants, like the Catholics felt left out or the Protestants felt left out or, or whatever. I'm guessing, see, I would assume now this could be totally wrong because I'm not some of the stuff that I was that I was that I've read about this before has been confusing to me, but I would assume that Northern Ireland would be more Protestant then, and the rest of Ireland, which is now independent, would be more Catholic, because England is Protestant. Okay. So I would imagine that the Protestants would be like, well, we feel closer to England because of our religion and religious freedom and stuff like that. But the ways I, the way I've read it sometimes was like the opposite, like Northern Ireland was more Catholic, but I don't think that's, don't think that's the case. Okay. You know how you said it wasn't a history lesson? Mm-hmm. It's a history lesson. It's interesting, though. But it is a history lesson. Okay. Uh, what did you think of the video? Um, 
it was sad. Like, it seemed like... I, I was kind of confused by it, too. Like, um... When she was all covered in gold and, and like, on a cross and the little boys. Like, I don't really get all that. I think it's... I, I think all those kids are supposed to represent kids that have died for from these these wars and and things like that or these these different battles uh i don't know what she's supposed to represent maybe the angel of death i don't know yeah i don't know exactly why she's gold the cross remind me of a egyptian goddess or something yeah well i think it i think it has to do with catholicism i mean it's my guess is is why and protestantism probably as well is what the religious imagery is about but I mean, I won't get into it again. But no, you can't. No, 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 I wasn't no. like trying to say that you. I was just saying there was that was good information. Uh huh. But anyway, so I'm not. I would assume that that's why that's there. But yeah, it's it's a pretty sad song, but I like it a lot. It's 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 haunting, and I, there's something about the, you know, her voice for one is plaintive crying mm-hmm. you know almost and the the music is it's just very i don't know it has that quality of almost like a dirge it's such a good song that even not knowing a lot about it it's still emotionally impactful right right so which of the two songs do you prefer um the zombie song yeah yeah i think zombie song is the is the no. <laughs> is the better of the two as well but that is our episode for today. Carol, take it home. So be sure to tell your friends all about us and, and you know, check out our tapes on Monday about 90210 and Tuesday with our main show. And keep coming back on Wednesday for our mixtapes. And leave us stars and stuff. And we want to hear from you. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.